good time to be alive. There's no better time than now to just start. Um, the only thing about that is uh, recording in progress. Uh, I don't have any assholes ready. Well, so. you, sir, need to <laughs> uh, just, you know, peruse well, the we'll, internet. We'll figure it out. While we while discuss we <laughs> the very important topics of this week's episode of oh. the TJ and N Show. Stimulating conversation. Um, How, however... Real quick, PSA. This uh-huh. week, this week, as we just found out a few minutes ago, it is only going to be the T and N show. No J? Dropping the J, bro. Dropping the J. Which is a party Gonzo. foul. It's a party foul to drop the J, especially when it's in rotation. Yeah. Catch the carpet on fire. Burn a hole in your comforter. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Seen it, seen it too many times, man. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Josh is not gone forever. He's just, he's uh, too sleepy tonight. Yeah, you know he uh, he's very hard at work getting his trap house transformed into a uh, livable home. Trap home. Trap homes have trap house. Trap homes have drywall. Trap houses usually don't. So. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll accept that. That sounds that sounds fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, I don't have much experience uh, residing in a trap house, but um, trap homes sound uh, like they are held to a higher standard. So. Yeah, they have the copper in the walls still. <laughs> Copper's expensive now, just hey, like uh, everything else. Just like everything else. Oh, I got I got robbed today uh, when the police asked me for a description. I said it was pump number six. Because mm. gas prices are so mm-hmm, high. Mm-hmm. I like that. Nice little uh, current affairs bullshit. You know what's really bullshit is I went to fill up my car today. And I did my poor person trick that I taught you guys a long time ago. Of, uh, you know... If you only have X amount of dollars in your account and it's going to take more than that to, you know, fill your gas tank, you just run the card as credit and usually you can just overdraw your bank account and, you know, just wait till you wait till you get paid again. Um, Because it's like, I'm not not going to go to work because of gas. I'm not going to let something like gasoline hold me back from making money. Um, so I can, so I can put more gasoline in my car. Um, so I think it's only fair that the bank lends me that money to, uh, get to and from work so that more money can be deposited into that account to repay them for their, their generosity. I mean, they take it and use it anyways, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I don't get overdraft fees unless I think it's over, I want to say, a certain dollar amount. It's like 50 or 100, I can't remember. But there is like a, there is a grace amount of money where they just will be like, hey, your account's overdrawn. Um, fix that when you can, man. I'm like, cool, thanks. No, my buddies Morgan and Stanley say... $30. Oh, you're overdrafted again? $30. You're still overdrafted? $30. Thank you. So, Corinne's old bank was an initial $35 fee. I think for up to three days. 
And then after that, it would just be charged $8 as a continuous overdraft fee uh, for every day that it was overdrawn. So they definitely make their money uh, sitting on a negative bank account at certain institutions. From what I understand, though, Huntington, not saying that's who I bank with, but, you know, Huntington, they're still, uh, they ran into some shit back in uh, the early teens, 20 teens, um, and uh, they've they've done a, a lot of soul searching on how to not fuck people so hard, you know, mm-hmm. especially in this post-pandemic world, you're just going to have to learn how to work with people, man. Um you know, I get companies need money to pay their shit too, and, and you know we're kind of just we're all in this together. What happened to that? Hmm? What happened to we're all in this together? Why do I come home to the lights being shut off on Friday afternoon? Why? Exactly. Are AEP and I in this together? No, sir. I'm going to give you my money. It's just not going to be when you wanted it. Okay. So that's unacceptable. That's, yeah. that's the same thing as not giving them their money. Uh, apparently so. Uh, apparently so. And but you know what? You know what's really great about that? Mm-hmm. You can just pick one of the many other options for electricity that you have in your area. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. The all With the, the open market and all. Yeah. All the other you know electricity providers, which I still don't know how the fuck that works. How some dude can just show up to my front door and say, almost slightly aggressively, just say, give me your electric bill. We're going to save you some money. And I'm like, oh, yeah. See, hard to soft, softish pass. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not comfortable disclosing that information with you. He's like, come on, man, give me one chance. Give me one chance. Let me just get my eyes on that bill. And I'm like, fine, here's the bill. And he's like, I can't believe what they're charging you uh, per hour, per kilowatt hour. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. The infamous <laughs> the infamous overly aggressive sales pitch. All right, lay it on me, man. See this right here? This is how much you're paying per, per kilowatt hour, you know, kilowatt hour, whatever the fuck it's called. And then he he circles that so I see it and I'm like okay cool mm-hmm. and then he's like man I'm gonna get you down to like twenty cents an hour instead of thirty and I'm like mm-hmm. okay bud whatever helps you sleep at night and it's like so basically now you know you're 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 not gonna get supplied by AP you're gonna get supplied by direct energy and I'm like okay well who do I pay well you still pay AP you're just gonna pay less now and I'm like you can't see my face people but I'm making <laughs> I'm making the squinty eyes huh? and, I'm, and I'm making the huh face like what say what I still pay them but they just charge less now because you showed up at my door and was like no sir you're gonna get your electricity from this coal plant instead of this one what in the actual fuck is going on do you get a lot of like door-to-door solicitors in Delaware uh not anymore it uh first you know this is year how many years has it been I use my fingers to count so because I'm a toddler 17 to 18, 18, 19. I'm on year five in this house, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, and when I first moved in, um, obviously, we just came off an election year, so it was kind of quiet. Um, we, you know, 
had a couple religious visits, and usually the Jehovah's Witness or Latter Day Saints. I love Latter Day Saints. Yeah, they they like to do their thing, and I actually had the uh, displeasure of running into two uh, very white collar boys who were very familiar with Alex Kendrick at the time because I was working oh at the Lumber. My truck was bra- broke down over at the elementary school right down the street from where I they, live. They pushed you and, home. And they they approached me and were like, uh, sir, do you need any help getting your vehicle jumped? And I had a battery charger on the battery when they came up to me and I'm just sitting there scratching my head like, no, um, just, you know, I got this battery charger hooked up and, you know, here in precisely any minute now, I'll, I'll be on my way. Thanks. And they're like, well, since we got you here and I'm like, oh God, no, no. <laughs> like we couldn't help but to notice you're wearing an 84 lumber shirt. And I'm like, God, why, why, how, how, how do you, why, how does me wearing an 84 lumber shirt have to do anything with your religion? Please don't and they're like do you happen to know a gentleman by the name of alex kendrick and i'm like oh here we go strap in ladies and gentlemen this is not a drill we are going down this road um for some context uh alex was a co-worker of um tyler and myself at 84 lumber and um he was the antithesis of a short white boy with Napoleon syndrome and racist tendencies. And he's kind of, he's like an incel, but he had a girlfriend. Yeah. Um, what a, yeah. And then, you know, he, he normally, his neurons were firing about never. The neurons just never made the full round trip that they needed to make in that kid's head. Um, I actually have a fantastic video of him and Tyler wrapping a pallet where Alex just kind of takes over wrapping it and starts like running around the pallet with the shrink wrap like a rabid dog. And Tyler's just kind of standing there awkwardly looking up and around like, what do I do? So my, my second day. We were also wrapping a pallet. We wrapped our fair share of pallets. Yeah, yeah. It's good bonding time. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, we're wrapping this pallet, and we're not really talking at all because I'm new, you know, and it's just kind of like he's showing me the ropes. And then I know where he goes. You know, they say short guys have little dicks, but it's not true. Yeah. And and I'm caught off guard, and I go, huh? (laughs) 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 And he goes, they say that short guys they have little dicks, but that's not true. And I say, oh, I've I've never heard that, but okay, I have heard that. But I figured this would be one of many opportunities to encourage this kind of behavior to just to, see what I can get out of it. To just plead plead ignorance. Um, one of my favorite ones though is uh, my fiance's name is Bailey, his girlfriend's name is Bailey, and they're both genders, but they look nothing alike, right? Nothing alike. Yeah. And. Uh, one day we're we're sitting at the counter, just help the customer, just sitting there doing some paperwork. And he goes, Tyler. And I go, yeah, Alex. And he goes, I've been thinking. I said, I think your Bailey has a better face, but my Bailey has a better body because she has big boobies. And I said, all right. 
It's, it's just like, what do you, what do you, case closed. Thank you. Uh, what do you, what do you say to that? Uh, there's nothing to say. I mean, anything else could just come off as insulting and we could make a whole episode out of the tirades that that kid would go on. But, uh, one of them was, so his girlfriend was allergic to salt, I think. Right. Is that something and, along those and lines? She worked at Wendy's, which was two doors down from the lumberyard. I know that sounds like, you know, weird, but it's true. It was just a hop and a skip through the uh, old parking lot to get over to Wendy's. Both on the side of a highway. Yes. So, you know, if that gives you any, like, point, you know, point of reference, we're on a highway and there's a gas station right beside us. And right beside the gas station is Wendy's, and that's where she worked. Her mom ironically worked at the gas station um and uh but anyway she had uh yeah she was like allergic to salt and uh he you know she basically couldn't eat anything there because salt content or food is wild but uh besides the point he was trying to tell us you know she used to get like these migraines or like she just have weird body aches. She was a sick girl. She would get, she'd get all weird in the head and like faint and like be lightheaded and shit just not feeling good in general and he'd always be like, man, I've been trying to tell her she still needs to like have salt, you know, like low sodium and shit, you know, and like, um, you know, like she, she needs to stay hydrated and like get her salt, you know? I'm like, Alex, Alex, here, here's the problem with your theory here, bud, okay? Those two things don't do do that together. You don't get hydrated from salt, buddy. Okay, that's not what salt does. Salt dries you out. It do, it do you, dry you, you out. You uh, you dry cure meat with usually salt. Yeah. He's probably thinking salt is synonymous with electrolytes. Um, Did, didn't he this, get kicked out of basic training for smoking the marijuana? Yeah, something like that. I honestly want to surprise me if it was something else what really kills me is that kid passed his fucking entry exam and Ian Dean couldn't that that one blows me yeah not to call out Ian again but anyways so yeah anyway so I get stuck talking to these two fucking weirdos from Latter-day Saints that uh happen to know Alex and of course they're like man he's just a great guy he's just uh, debatable he, he's, he's just a great all-around <laughs> guy and you know, he's always uh, bringing food to the church and, you know, really just providing uh, and, you know, doing the best that he can for his community. And, like, I wanted to, like, stop them and be, are we talking about the same Alex Kendrick here? Is there more than one that I should know about? Are you but, all you like, <laughs> Are you all as racist as he is? But <laughs> it couldn't have been because they said he worked at 84 Lumber. And I'm like, well, there's only one in Alex Kendrick that works at fucking 84 Lumber. So apparently we're just, um, we know two different people um, who both work at. And Alex, uh, wouldn't it surprise me if uh, he um, had like a multi-personality thing going on. So That's know. hilarious. Uh, that would not surprise me at all. He had that look in his eye. He'd get that thousand yard, you know, stare where he's just like. The things he saw in JROTC, Nick, you and I, <laughs> we can never understand. <laughs> you don't understand <laughs> the amount of wedgies that I got as a JROTC kid, okay? Oh, my. 
And he puts off, have you seen the video of the little kid? He's like, you're disrespecting a future U.S. Army soldier. Oh, my God. He has those vibes. It wouldn't surprise me if he, like, dressed up and, like... Stolen Valor. Stolen Valor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stolen Valor. That's all we're going to leave that at. So, besides those two little creeps, um, I had a a pest guy going door-to-door on a Segway one day. Telling his partner to sign me up for something, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, bud! I'm I'm not buying anything here. You're just talking to me." And he's like, "I'm like, this isn't even my property. It's land. Oh, cool! It's landlord. You rent. That's great. I have a great renters program, and uh, we're gonna get you signed up for that. Let's go in and give the landlord a call and get this cleared up right now." And I'm like, first of all, it's a Saturday, and no." I'm not, you're not calling my landlord to get permission to do pest control on my house. I was like, I've got ant spray. Don't worry. I'll take care of it. He's like, well, you gotta, you gotta watch out with the little ones when, when you, uh, spraying that stuff inside. Is it, is it certified, you know, clean use around kids and indoor and interiors and stuff. And I'm like, okay, dad, get off my fucking porch. Hilarious. He gave me his business and card and he went says, on his way. He says, actually, sir, this is the landlord's porch. Yeah. <laughs> he he didn't want to make that argument because then, then we'd be calling someone else other than the landlord. What I, what I was getting at is you tell all the solicitors you will meet with them at a certain day and time, and then you host a solicitor fight club, and you buy whatever product the winner has. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. I haven't had a, like a door-to-door um, like salesman other than you know like like want like Scotts has never come door-to-door. Uh, the Kirby man has never come door-to-door, and Kirby's a sweeper. Um, you know, I've never seen those people going door-to-door. It's always religion or pest control. You see, I live in a low-income, high-crime area, so we get next to we never we've had one door-to-door solicitor come through ever. I mm-hmm. think. And he was selling some homemade cleaning product out of a van. Yeah. And he would like dump some paint or some shit on your driveway and then clean it up with his product. Yeah. Yeah, yeah one of those. That was about it. But I, I experienced that when I was a teenager. Uh, yeah, was, uh, a long time ago. I was at my brother's house and uh, this guy was doing something similar, but it was for uh, cleaning the rims on your car. So he had this unlabeled bottle of something. And... <laughs> Just his own piss. <laughs> and he's like, come check this out. He's like, see your rims right there and how dirty they are? And he just does a couple squirts of the stuff on there and then takes a rag and like wipes Words. it clean. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool, man. He's like, you want to buy some, don't you? Now? And I'm like, no, I don't really care about my rims being clean, bro. And then he's like, I'm, all right. He pulls I'm a like, different unlabeled bottle out, sprays yeah. the dirt back on. <laughs> he just screams, fuck you then, and pulls the actual dirt out of his pocket and just throws <laughs> it back on your car and runs away. Uh, Imagine yeah. if, like, someone did that, and then your rims started to rust as, like, within their <laughs> sales pits time, just within, like, throws- a minute. <laughs> He throw some sort of corrosive <laughs> chemical on your fucking car and bolts. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Just a chlorine bomb. Good god. Um, 
you know, I guess it's time to welcome everybody to the TJ and Inch show. Welcome. One of those. Uh, yeah, Josh isn't here. We're here. We're we're getting through it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I need to get that out of the way. We always do. Um, can we talk about this little thing real quick? Let's this short about, little story. Let's talk about the little thing. So a couple weeks ago, or a couple episodes ago, I don't know. We talked about the subway shooter in New York. That was months uh, ago, but yeah. Was it really? I yeah, my perception like, of time. It was like, it was like December, bud. But yeah. No fucking no way. Fucking way. Uh, we'll have to fact check that later. That seems like oh, fake news. No, it's okay. It was right around the time we were doing Kyle Rittenhouse, okay? No, no, it was yes. not. This yes. was like a month ago. We have to fact check this right All right, now. I'm going to pull up the date. Okay. Subway, Subway shooter. NYC. Date was... Um, well, he just pled uh, on the 13th. This is April. April 15th is the timeline of... When the shooting happened, it happened on April 6th. It's when he ridden the U-Haul April 11th. Just kidding. It is April 13th. Is that right? Are, are we talking about the same subway shooter, dude? The one that happened just, just in this what we talked about recently where he put off some smoke grenades in the subway in New York. and Okay, this one might be different. Hilarious. The, yes, this, yeah. April 12th. Yeah, April 12th. Yeah, this happened last month. That was fun. Um, oh my god, really? Yeah. This is a like, man This is a Mandela effect right now. I that's hate hilarious. It. That's hilarious. This is a Mandela effect happening <laughs> live on our show. Well, uh anyways. They turned CERN on recently. Maybe that's why. Maybe. We should talk about that sometime. Anyways, anyways. Keep, we keep taking pictures of black holes and this is what we get. Yeah. Okay. So he uh Frank Jones, right? Yeah, Frank yeah. James. Frank James. He's in prison with a well-known celebrity, right? This well-known celebrity is fond of peeing on underage girls. Uh, yes. Apparently, Frank James and R. Kelly are best friends now. Oh, good God. Apparently, they like walk around the, the jail yard and play chess and play cards and are always talking. And I'm just like, I'm really curious on what they bond over. Because the two things, like, they're not, like, R. Kelly is a sexual predator. And this man is, like, a racist homegrown terrorist. So, like, what are they bonding over, you think? Um, brotherhood. That's about all I can. Brotherhood. That's about the, all. I bet they're both innocent. I bet that's what it is. They're both like, oh, man, yeah. you didn't shoot all those people. Why didn't piss on those girls? Exactly. We should prove our innocence together. That has to be what it is, right? It is. That that is exactly what it is. It's them trying to justify means to their criminal actions. Um, they they both hail from from the same skin color, which shouldn't matter. But um, as as a matter of fact, apparently it does to them. Uh, well, to at least the shooter. I don't know if R. Kelly hates white people. Does R. Kelly hate white people? You know, I've never heard that. So I would have to say probably not. So they probably don't share that in common. 
So that's not that's not their bonding mechanism. And, and maybe maybe they're both sexual predators. Yeah, yeah I don't know. That's just, I know you know now, now that I'm thinking about it, my my neurons are firing again, and I'm remembering this guy was bitching about uh, you know the uh, black judge lady being uh, married to white boy. So yes, yeah, it's all coming back to me now. It's all flooding back. It's all Isn't coming that cra- back. That's just crazy to me. Uh, while we're speaking prison and jail, I didn't know that Danny Trejo was like legit, like he was in prison for a while and a, a true a true blue criminal. Did you know that? Uh, I'm I don't even know who the fuck you're talking about. Who Danny Trejo Machete. Uh, Machete. Oh, oh yeah 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 yeah. He uh, wait, what did he do? I don't know. He I guess ties with the Mexican mafia apparently. I mean, they they like did that episode in Breaking Bad where he made a cameo and got decapitated for being uh-huh. an arc, but I thought that was just you know Hollywood, man. I didn't know he actually. He's in he's in a lot of stuff. He's in Spy Kids. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember him. He was the uh, he was <laughs> the, the uncle. Un- the uncle, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. in a podcast to listen to called "We're Alive." He did a cameo. He did all like two or three of the Death Race movies. He's in a bunch of stuff. I mean, he's only had a couple independent films, I feel like, and most of his other stuff is just cameos. I mean, um, yeah. And if you make a career off cameos, then you know, God, Godspeed, man. Good for you. Apparently, I, he was like the boxing champion of San Quentin. How crazy is that? I I can believe it. I mean, yeah. dude, dude's pretty ripped. I mean. I I wouldn't personally try to fight him. I wouldn't no. fight Danny on, Trejo on purpose. I mean, you no. Know, I've been making my way through Stevo's podcast this past week. He has a bunch of great guests, Danny Trejo and uh, the fuck Malcolm from Malcolm in the Middle, whatever his name is. Malcolm. I can't think of it. Malcolm, yeah. Another thing, uh, have you heard that he can't remember filming the show, whatever his name is? You really? Have you heard that? That's like a popular theory, but apparently it's fake. Um, yeah. I mean, Frankie that Muniz, sounds, that's that, his name. That sounds fake. I... No, but like if you Google Frankie Muniz, apparently like a lot of articles about how he just doesn't remember filming Malcolm in the Middle comes up. Yeah. And that's just fake news. Oh, well, that's hilarious. It's hilarious. We're surrounded by fake news here. Steve-O's co-host asked him about it. He's like, so you can't remember? Like he was like, I thought I was under the impression that you had no memory of filming it. Like, like uh, someone had to tell you, yeah, you did this show called Malcolm in the Middle. But, uh, so, um, you know, speaking of uh, me just believing that I was experiencing a Mandela effect, it's actually a new Mandela effect that I just ran into. Oh, new Mandela effect just dropped. Yeah, fresh 2022. Um, so the Sphinx in Egypt, right? Right. Um, I'll just ask you real quick. Uh, eyes open or eyes closed from memory mm, from memory eyes open mm, good good yes me too me too uh-huh. um so this tiktoker now take this with a grain of salt this is a tiktoker tiktok um, um who is uh reporting on this and um a lot of people in egypt are a little freaked out right now because they are taking images of the Sphinx 
um, with its eyes purportedly closed. Look, do you want to do you want to know my theory with all this all everything that's happening? Mm-hmm. Nuclear war is going to start to break out, and aliens are going to stop it. That's what's going to happen, mm. and we're going to be introduced into the galactic societies, whatever that so you may think be. That, that's what they're waiting on, huh? They're just waiting on us to pull <laughs> the trigger. I think maybe. I think like I because like that's the most crackpot thing I subscribe to is that there are like like galactic government blah 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 and when once a race is reaches a certain intellectual threshold they're brought into the fold they're like okay now you can play with the big boys well uh, don't um i obviously can't show the video but we're going to introduce for the very uh well this might be the very second time we've ever introduced outside audio onto the podcast it's not very long. It is just a TikTok video. But you guys can at least hear what this guy has to say. And, you know, he's he's got the green screen thing going on where he has, like, pictures of, you know, the Sphinx with its eyes open. And then, like, some of these newer pictures with its eyes closed. So it is kind of weird. Um, but I'll just let him explain it on the skinny. And I will give him a call out, even though that doesn't really fucking matter because we're not popular. So here <laughs> He still should credit him. Egypt are losing their minds over some very strange event. People are saying that the Sphinx has closed his eyes. You can see here, his eyes are open, and here he appears to have his eyes shut. Now this is freaking people out in Egypt because they believe that the day the Sphinx closes his eyes is the beginning of the end of times. But other people are arguing and saying that his eyes were always closed. So is this just a Mandela effect, or is there something to it? Question. I like, I like how he says Mandela effect. Is that a very well-groomed Middle Eastern man with big rim glasses? Uh, it's this guy. Oh, no, not who I thought it was. Uh, and he does not have a Middle Eastern accent. And this, just so everyone knows, if they care to go and look for it themselves, it is Sam, that is S-A-M, dot Mayfair, M-A-Y-F-A-I-R, Sam dot Mayfair, on TikTok, posting that video, um... I very, very, very vividly remember the Sphinx having its eyes open anytime it's been portrayed in a movie, a cartoon, anything else. The eyes are open, and there is very clear photographic evidence that would appear to make the Sphinx eyes look closed. Um, So, yeah, I don't know what to really say on it other than I don't know if it's a Mandela effect, (laughs) quoting him, or if it's... um, uh, some sort of supernatural type shit. Well, you know that there was a hear about the demon rock in Japan breaking open a couple months ago, maybe a month or so ago, maybe two months ago. There was this there's this rock in Japan that's supposed to hold the spirit of some demon. Yeah. I think it might be a good demon though, okay. but uh, the rock just randomly cracked in half. Uh, so like people mother, are saying, Mother Nature yeah. sucks like that. It's called erosion. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a seaside monument, is what it is. So I mean, it's not like it's, but I'm just saying that and the Sphinx yeah. and I mean maybe the may, I mean I mean maybe of, maybe the eyes have eroded over the last hilarious years and now they just, just look closed and now we just haven't even fucking we we just haven't paid attention till now we're like wait a minute that motherfucker's eyes are closed the world's ending uh, so there's yeah there's obviously a lot of variables here uh, it ever, is. It is fun to think that, you know, like 
apes, aliens, right? Aliens. Have you ever heard of CERN? Uh, yeah, dude. That's episode one, homie. Is did I, we talk about CERN? And the, I I the, introduced you all to CERN. And the the Mandela, would, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's. I mean, I don't. Yeah, that I mean, sounds right. Granted, that was like twenty-two episodes ago, but yeah, we we should do like a real big deep dive on that since it's back. <laughs> yeah, up and I, again. yeah. No, I yeah, I figured um, there would be a lot more attention on it now that it's being um, fired up again for you know a big project uh, to accelerate particles at ninety-nine percent of the speed of light. Deep exhale. All right, so, yeah, I don't know too many of the details, obviously. Probably not a lot of people do. We just have to kind of roll with the punches and go with what they tell us is and is it happening. Um, Another piece of scientific equipment that um, contributes to a lot of conspiracy is the HARP up in Alaska. Uh, The HARP is a very sensitive array of sensors and ionizing motherfucks that supposedly are monitoring the ionosphere which is really 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 high up in the sky how Uh, high up high enough to quote unquote where things happen that make weather happen um the ionosphere is like a very thin layer that's like it's not space but it's before space you know it's up there um and, uh, yeah, and a lot of people say, you know, it was used to create Hurricane Katrina and all this other shit. They say it's a weather machine to control the weather with. And honestly, if you really want to try and play the weather controlling thing, let's look at cloud seeding, okay? I've seen videos, and not even cloud seeding, uh, let's talk about cloud machines, where motherfuckers literally just shoot a fucking cloud out of a giant jet engine looking thing and it goes up into the sky and then it just starts raining out of the cloud they created. Okay. If they can't control the weather, then why can I go skiing in June? Okay. Okay. That is artificial snow. Not real. It's artificial weather. It it is, but it is being made through the same scientific, um, you know, uh, processes that Mother Nature uses. Obviously, we artificially put it there, but the snow that you speak of does not melt like regular snow. So mm, because um, it's fake, because it's plastic. <laughs> and, and, and next year, coming soon, the snow will now melt. It'll say now melts before you go skiing. That's a callback to our uh, government cheese episode. In case now mounts. Now I was, mounts. I was I was I was wondering. I was searching for what that was referencing to. Where is that in my brain? Why does that sound familiar? <laughs> That's ringing bells. Which one? Stop it! Yeah. So CERN, um, black holes. We've gotten really obsessed with black holes, and obviously we should be because I mean they're very fascinating and there's a lot of unknowns about them but why are we so focused on them right now it's so strange um you know you look at how much we're you look at how long we're looking at the black holes and using the very sensitive equipment around the world and ah, it just makes you wonder what why why now why are we just now looking at black holes? do you think do you think black holes work as 
like like hyperloop things like in science fiction or no uh god no um you don't think if you go in one you'll come out another one no um there obviously there's there's no um real scientific evidence it's all theorized uh, based off of what we know about just by observing things um but our our best guess is is that once you get past that event horizon and enter the physical singularity that the gravity inside of there becomes so dense uh there's a theory called spaghettification hilarious so if you were to go into a black hole as a human they basically say you would be stretched out uh to the point like a pinpoint think of that as in diameter but you would be infinitely just strung out like a piece of spaghetti you think it would hurt i think you would be dead before you even reach the event horizon just from the amount of radiation that you're being exposed to you know that makes a lot of sense it's not very fun until you get to the spaghettification yeah you're not going to be alive to experience that spaghettification is that thing they did to lose yourself on youtube right where you just keep saying mom spaghetti over and over again (laughs) yeah good call back there um you know uh movies like um interstellar with matthew mcconaughey hopefully you've seen that if you haven't you need to um but you know they fantasize wormholes and be a uh, lot cooler and, if you and, did and black holes um and honestly that movie came out years before we ever had our first like blurry blob of an image of a black hole and uh there the there was a lot of um there there's a big black hole in the movie spoiler alert um called gargantua or something like that and uh oh gee mudbone that's what it's <laughs> called mudbone <laughs> <laughs> and um <laughs> they say that it's a very scientific and accurate representation of what a real black hole would look like if we could actually observe one and lo and behold when we were able to observe one it you know obviously it was a fuzzy picture but you know you have like this you have a black circle and then you have like this light surrounding it, and that light is obviously the light being bent around the black uh-huh. hole entering the uh, event horizon. So hmm. it's um, it's all very fascinating. It's all still very unknown, um, and um, there uh, doesn't really matter how how much transparency our government tries to have with us about aliens. We just absolutely still get almost no answers out of them. Um, so you believe in aliens, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. So have you put like a lot of thought into it or do you just, like, yeah. Well, uh, so your brain, my brain, I don't know about other people's brains. Um, I think a lot of people get caught up in, um, theorizing, um, what they think aliens, uh, life is or would be like, but the fact of the matter is, is we don't have any concrete um, proof or evidence of true 
existence. What we do have is we have unexplainable objects in the air um, that defy all of our understanding of physics. Um, and for them to come out and say that, and then to come out and say, but we don't believe it's extraterrestrial, we think it's a threat being posed by another nation, quote-unquote. Um, and all I have to say is, is if another nation has that type of technology and capability, and they haven't just unleashed it on their worst enemy yet, then, then what's the point? So, a couple things there. First, that just gave me a little funny thought. Like, like we're Americans, so we kind of think, like, selfishly, like, centralized here in America. Like, if there's, UF, if there's UFO technology, of course we have it, right? But what if we didn't? Like, this is just a funny little thought. Like, yeah. what if some little nothing country are the ones that have that so like what if the only country in the world that has ufo technology is like uganda or argentina <laughs> like, just uh, like... On, <laughs> honestly um i think that would make more sense like but because like i've been hearing a lot of theories about what a ufo is recently like they're actually like, called uap now. yeah what a uap is <laughs> like some like I've heard like you know the standard thing is little aliens in a craft like little green men flying a spaceship yeah but like what if like the spaceship itself is the is the extraterrestrial what if it's rogue AI or what if it's an AI or from what if the they future are? and then like what if like are they physically transporting themselves from planet x to earth or are they from another dimension altogether or another reality altogether Mm. and they're just peeking through you know yeah right so to come back to your i i realize i didn't really answer your question in full um as far as how i feel Mm. how i feel about it though is like i said there there's a lot of like science fiction um what's the word inspiration uh, for aliens, and I try to be a little more practical. Um, I don't know what the physical embodiment of an alien is, and I don't think I ever will. Um, I hope least, we do. At least, and unless in my lifetime, they make themselves um, known, you know, and on a physical, you know, right. face to, on a physical face-to-face uh, situation. Uh, but I, I do, I, I do think it's naive to think that we're alone in the universe. It's absolutely naive, absolutely and totally fucking naive to think that we're the only living embodiment of anything in the entire fucking universe. And it hurts my head trying to even trying to comp contemplate how big the fucking universe is, but it, I do my damnedest to sober myself into believing and knowing how fucking big it is knowing that it's pretty much infinite and might as well be um and the amount of space between things um is massive astronomical (laughs) unfathomable and it would take something so special so unique so advanced 
to even get out of our galaxy, let alone to another solar system within that galaxy. Mm-hmm. Let okay. alone another galaxy. That's what I just said. Um, yeah, so we're talking if 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 aliens are real and they are visiting Earth with their technology, I don't think they're physically in that craft. It wouldn't surprise me if those are like let's use some earth terms like a scout or an unmanned object but is capable of controlling itself so like i said like a hyper advanced ai something that is able to go where they can't go but is able to observe in real time what's going on here and that might not be what people want to believe people probably tend to want to believe that there's little green men inside of those spacecraft, but we have no evidence of that. So what I try to do is I try to rationalize with myself, okay, well, this is where we're at in our history on our planet. We have the capability of sending uh, unmanned aircraft to survey, um, you know, places that we wouldn't really usually just go in person, so to say like a war zone or a really high mountain or a forest or something, you know, drones can go anywhere we can't go. And they also have the advantage of levitation. They can fly, they can uh, hover, they can go really fast or really slow. They can record things. Um, These are all capabilities that we have on the most insignificantly sized scale in which we're able to send a unmanned craft to Mars and observe Mars. Think of it like it's an alien's rover, but instead of coming down on the ground and, you know, rolling around taking pictures of rocks, they're able to observe from anywhere they want um, with very highly advanced spacecraft. And it would be a hell of a lot more easier to get a spacecraft to travel the length it would need to travel to get here unmanned than it would be manned. Now you're talking about, uh, you know, weight and a lot of other physics that you have to take into consideration. And I'm not saying that they don't have the technology to bring themselves here, but maybe they're still trying to determine if it's worth that. It's really interesting because... Like, I like that you take a really realistic, like, approach to it. I just kind of assume, I like, that there's a faster way to, like... Uh, And, you know, maybe there are wormholes, and maybe they are able to come through those. Maybe there are, you know, shortcuts through the galaxy, or even bigger, the universe, that we just have not had instruments powerful or sensitive enough to detect those things yet. All we've really been able to do is go off of theories of dead men who were still trying to create the map, which still I have a hard time really like understanding how we create the math. Like it's like how do you create something out of nothing? I was thinking about that just yesterday, how like a lot of what we know about anything outside the planet. It's all just theories that a lot of smart people agree on. Yeah. 
Like yeah. we have no way to physically prove a lot of the science that yeah. we know. Well, and that's just the thing. Like you're creating this equation and you're following what I'm assuming. And I'm not a scientist, so obviously it's all Greek to me, but I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming you're following a subset of overreaching rules that apply to general physics things that have existed for a really long time but when you're discovering something new or theorizing something new you have to branch off of those existing structures and kind of create something that doesn't exist and whatever comes out of your head onto the chalkboard so to say is now the standard for the math that you're trying to prove and if it all turns out well and honky dory and the math makes sense to somebody else then ding 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 you just got an award good job you're smart i don't understand that it's crazy i don't i don't it's like the bible okay it's like some dude thought this shit up and put it in publication and now everyone believes it everyone agrees yeah that's really funny anything that's theory is like that really because it's like if enough people agree on it then it's accepted Religion is a theory. Math is a theory. The Big Bang is a theory. It's, well, a, wi- I feel like it's a widely accepted one, but it's still a fucking theory. Money and time are the same way. I think last week we were talking about how we all just happen to agree on the white lines on the road mean something. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, exactly. I mean, we've all, you know, as humans, we, I guess, crave structure and routine. And, you know, there's day and night, you know. For us right now, where you and I are, it is night. The sun is not here, but it is still there. It's just not shining on our half of the earth right now. So, therefore, it's considered late. Right now, it is late. It is not early. It is late. But that's only defined by us. Yeah, that's really funny. Also, it's relative to, like... Well, yeah, for you, you, it's early. For you, it's early because you work third shift, uh-huh. right? So for you, right now is early. For me, first shift, it's late. But like, it's funny because we're all experiencing the same time, but at different time. Like it's yeah. a different time happening at the exact. I'm same saw time. I'm sawing logs while you're unclogging soybean machines and whatever. Or people like people on the West Coast are having dinner right now. And me, and me and you, like, you're not far off from bed here. You know what I mean? Like, Right, yeah. So, you know, time is a construct in which we use to organize ourselves. I mean, that makes sense. I also think it's an enslavement tool of the working class, but that's a different argument. Um, and then outside of time, um, what was the other one you said? Money. Money. Yeah, money. Once again, man-made, uh, a bartering tool, so to bartering say. Bartering makes the most sense, but at some point we decided, hey, these shiny coins, these shiny things, they'd make good. Those are good currency. Once again, an enslavement tool. Um, mm-hmm. If you make everyone have to need the same thing in order to exchange goods, then you can put them to work for it. and. Crazy. Now, now they're going to work as hard as they can to make as much of it as they can so they can survive. That's sounds like enslavement to me. But uh, 
So, yeah, I mean, the alien conversation and the things that came out of the hearing um, with the uh, this new UAP task force and Congress, um, a lot of, like, there was a lot of acknowledgement of these things exist. We can't explain them. But at the same time, they one of my problems with where they went with it is they... Oh, and this is a classic America uh, move, is we don't know what it is, so it poses a threat to Homeland Security. Right. Okay. okay. What if, by chance, this thing is extraterrestrial, it is intelligent, and you're writing it off as a threat before you've even confirmed that it's a threat? I think, far- I think they've said we've fired on them before, or we, other countries we, have. We, yeah, we have not personally fired upon them but other countries have and obviously to no avail um that we know i wonder of. if they even hit them that's what you know i'm what saying mean? that's what i'm saying like, obviously if they did hit them did it do anything yeah <laughs> i mean but once again we're not we're not going to be privileged enough to know if they've ever shot one down and recovered anything apparently there was a big document say that that we that we have recovered things uh but our alien recovery and alien like uh what's like were you like reverse engineering Mm -hmm. apparently that is all housed under the department of energy to avoid government and military oversight yeah isn't that crazy well, it hasn't done us much good because we're still burning fossil fuels. So. Yeah, but apparently, I mean, like a lot of people think Wi-Fi came from the Roswell crash. Yeah, right. So it's like, so, oops. <laughs> um, but what's what's crazy is they have this huge contradictive statement, and I kind of forget. Like every like they were speaking in riddles in some of the questions and answers that they had for UFO hearings, and I don't want to play a bunch of TikTok videos on this episode, but I'm that's that's where this information exists for me. Um, but another really interesting aspect of it was the when they started to bring up uh, USOs, so unidentified submergible objects, mm-hmm. objects that were in the air above the water and then splashed underwater. So one of the questions that was asked to this uh, department of UAPs was, uh, do we have sensors um, underwater that are, you know, tracking or uh, detecting these submergible objects? And the answer to that was that would best be addressed in closed sessions. Don't you hate that? We can't well, talk about that. Well, it was basically saying it was like basically saying yes to the question, and but instead of you know saying just coming out right up, you know, outright and saying yes, this is how. This is what we're using, and this is how we're identifying it, and this is what we have, you know, identified or recorded or, you know, collected so far uh, on that material. Instead of just coming out and telling us about all of that, it was, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that one. When you're older. When you're older. It's basically when you ask your dad a question that you have no business knowing about as a kid, and he said, when you're older. Um, 
and inevitably they had a closed session, you know, uh, after. I feel like the closed the session pop- should have been first. Get all that out of the way and then talk yeah. about what you can talk about. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like you get a lot of, you figure out, like, that feels staged at that point, in my opinion. Yeah, and then you get all, like, then you don't have to go through all of the back, like, all of, because I imagine the non-privy information doesn't make sense without the privy information, so you have to go through it all twice. Yeah, right. But then you have, you know, you have members of the congressional team coming out of those closed sessions saying, what the um, fuck? saying yeah well there's uh you know they i think one of them said they were questioned like why are you guys afraid of the american public you know why can't you just talk about it in front of them and he's like you know i'm not afraid of the american public at all whatsoever and uh i really do believe that they deserve to know everything that i just fucking heard in there but that ain't up to me right Bum, bum, bum. So either it's all just a big fucking ruse and a, uh, you know, trying to take our attention away from the Sphinx's eyes closing or <laughs> it's uh, it's real. It's all real. And they know a hell of a lot more than what they're disclosing. Technically, they don't really even have to be transparent about what they're being transparent about. What I have gathered from this whole thing so far is we're acknowledging it. We're not going to shame people for reporting it anymore because that was a big deal. Was a lot of pilots, like in the Air Force and whatnot, have uh, experienced um, close encounters with these things and have been too afraid to report it because they didn't want to be um, shamed or, you know, made fun of or just written off as crazy uh, because it was all superstitious at one time. But now we're, you know, but now because it's a threat to Homeland Security and national security, we're we're talking about it and making it public and trying to make it look like we're, you know, sharing information with people, but it's not, it's nothing we don't already know. It's nothing that no one's already thought of on their own. Like I'm waiting for the government UFO hotline. Right. Yeah. Report your tips. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) That's a thing of the past, isn't it? It'd be a Twitter now. Yeah, exactly. Like (laughs) just text daddy Musk what you saw in the sky (laughs) last night. So I, yeah, I mean, so where we're at is we're acknowledging it. We're, um, you know, routinely talking about it and reporting, you know, very basic information uh, on a very superficial level. But, I mean, acknowledging it's, it is a huge step. It's a, it's a huge step, but it's more or less just keeping face with the American public to make it seem like they're making an effort to try and be more transparent about but, the things that they are like, noticing. Anything of any real substance is all redacted. It's going to be, I mean? yeah, it's all hush-hush, closed book. We're not going to, you know, if we have evidence, we're going to say we don't have evidence. If we don't have evidence, we're still going to say we don't have evidence. And at this rate, I think we have evidence, but they're saying we don't, and they're trying to not cover it up, but basically, like, it's like they're, spo- they're like yeah. spoon-feeding us instead of, like, just doing a big data dump. And I think that's what people want. People are just craving the data dump. People are legitimately curious and want to know. It's like, 
just fucking tell us what you know. You don't need to tell us that you're working on Project X, Y, and Z. I don't care what you're doing with the technology. Just acknowledge our actual, you know, um, not theories, but just acknowledge our thoughts and our processes and, you know, at least tell us we're not crazy. This, Uh, that's, yeah, that's really funny. I don't know why this reminded me. This is so bad content. But did you see the, the picture of the Raytheon tweet I shared the other day? where Raytheon tweeted about how their new ballistic missiles are the most environment-friendly ballistic missiles on the market. Was this a Facebook post? Yes, it was. It's then probably uh, going to be hard to find. But I is thought, it on your just, profile? or on Yeah, your I'm, I shared it on mine. Okay. Not, not the alt. I haven't been on the alt in a couple of weeks. I get on there when, I, when I'm feeling silly, goofy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what? But, but as a as a transitionary topic, uh, before we talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Amber Heard, um, JJ killed two groundhogs this week at work, and I'm I'm genuinely impressed. Like you know me, I'm not for the killing of animals if if it's not necessary. JJ grows on a farm; they're not animals; they're vermin. You know whatever. But um, he smoked a groundhog with a rock from like ten feet away. Yeah, I mean, like mid stride, just just smoke that fucking thing, and I was impressed. It was a good shot. Yeah, I mean, JJ obviously has a um, he's got the farmer background, and when it comes to killing vermin, um, you have to be efficient in doing it in more ways than just one. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, he he managed to kill a cow without even having to touch it so uh-huh yep he, he also he, he cooked me a nice steak the other day it was yeah he's he's trying a really to, great work husband trying to wine and dine you a little bit yeah yeah I, it takes a little more than killing small animals in a steak dinner to get in these pants though yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he really he really wants to be on we need to have him on sometime oh jj we'll get to you buddy we will get to you. There's a long list of guests that we that need to be on, that want to be on, and messaging us every day to be on. That's right. Yeah. That wasn't a line. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll get to you all, I promise. Yeah. Hilarious. So, um, on that note, we have a uh, we have a pretty spicy trial going on. She shit in the bed. She shit in the bed. That's all I need to know. She's guilty. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Guilty. What do you think? Do you have you have you watched enough of it to have like an opinion on who you yes. think is? Yes, I do actually. Oh, I want to hear. That's really interesting. So I'll give you a little bit of background and just a little bit of um, what I do know. What I do know is is that Johnny Depp has the A team as his lawyer squad, and Amber Heard showed up with the Goonies. Yeah, um, yeah, and <laughs> so they've had. Um, obviously, we all know this has turned into a big like social media spectacle, just like we all kind of probably thought it would. It really seems like anything that's like publicly recorded and broadcasted now just automatically gets eaten up by social media, and and that's the intent of social media these days is to. Um, send uh, hyper real-time information as quickly as possible. Um, And they've even had social media experts, uh, analysts on 
on the trial, on the witness stand, and they were like, yeah, um, I can't find a single situation where Amber Heard is being supported on social media. It's, no. all, it's all Depp. It's all Johnny. Uh, I saw someone on Reddit say that, like, the point of this is not to really necessarily win anything but his reputation back. Because, like, apparently defamation is a really hard case to win. But with the case, like, apparently his lawyers fought for the case to be televised. So that way, like, even if he, like, doesn't win the suit, you know, he can mm-hmm. still have his reputation of not being a woman beater. Well, I think I think everybody is for the most part the majority is obviously um team team Johnny. And I'm team Johnny. And and and, and my reasonings are, you know, Amber Heard does not give a compelling reaccount of a woman who went through an abusive relationship. Everything that she says, every facial expression is over dramatic overacted and poorly like, de- and poorly delivered the clip of her posing for her photographer yeah hilarious and every question she answers she looks at the jury and answers she doesn't just answer and make eye contact with whoever's asking no she's question. methodically making eye contact with everybody in the jury to like try to form a bond with them a connection with them and i bet you that's some stupid pitch that her fucking lawyers gave her to try and use her her lawyers shit the bed they're unprepared they have so much like how many like five or six times they've like uh referred to evidence this and they're like yeah that was never submitted so so camille obviously slayed it's one of johnny depp's lawyers she's she's an attractive woman Oh, she, and, she was and, the one that kept, and, like, yeah. objecting. Well, yeah. well, you know how, you know, Johnny, when he was on the stand, he, you know, was trying to answer Amber Heard's lawyer's question, and he was objecting his own questions and <laughs> claiming hearsay when Johnny would try and answer. <laughs> Have you, okay, another little clip where they pass each other going to the witness stand and she like cowers and starts to run away. Yeah. She's coming down. She's coming down from the witness stand. He's standing in front of his table, surrounded by people and sees him and those people walking out of the courtroom. And she like backs away. Like, Oh my God, he's going to get me. He's going to come and get me. He hasn't made eye contact with her once. He, uh, he um, apparently he refuses to because he told her she'd never meet his gaze again. So he yeah, look at her. he's like, you'll never see these eyes. You will never see my. That's a good Johnny Depp. It's really um. So, anyways, but he um she uh, Camille. It's I have this video saved too, just because every funny video I see these days, I'm just saving. I'm gobbling it up right now. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm in it, man. I'm fucking in it. Um and. But her lawyer is just trying so hard on this cross-examination. And it's just like, after every question, she's like, hearsay, speculation, leading. And every single one of them was sustained, which means... Valid, yeah. Valid. And um, I think the judge got to a point where she said, next question. and Or, well, first off, the lawyer, like, grasps the, the po- she She grasps the podium, looks up at the ceiling, and goes, I'm trying. I'm trying. And then she like looks around like clueless, doesn't know what to do, and then goes starts to talk again, and it's objection, hearsay, and it's just like sustained. And she's like, "Next question." And then she like 
looks through her notes and goes, ne ne next question, next question. Um, I don't have any more questions, Your Honor. Thank you. <laughs> fucking <sits down. laughs> well, she tried to ask the same question like four or five times. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She was trying to reword her question. She And that's what I'm guessing was her doing the whole I'm trying, I'm trying thing. It's like I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question without sounding like hearsay or speculation or leading or any of these other fucking cool catchphrases that you get to say in court. Um, but needless to say, her team is worse than hot dog water. Um, she does not give a compelling case. She, you know, the whole, my dong stepped on a bee and then like cringes. And, you know, TikTok's having a fucking field day with that one. I saw a Star Wars one, I think, on my way to work yesterday and I about fucking died. When Anakin comes on after, my dog stepped on a bee and then it goes to angry Anakin going, you turned her against me. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they kept doing more and more. And I'm just like, oh, this is getting out of control. But, you know, it's just like the Will Smith thing. This will all be out of control until it's over. And then it'll die off and some other new worldly trend will come around. Yeah. But it's crazy, though. Um, it's just like the things, the stories and everything you hear from like, and, the things you know, they do and then, each other. Yeah. And then when she was like. Um, he slapped me across the face, and I turned around and looked at him. And it's like, wait, what? Did he slap you so hard you spun around? Yeah, I I like that she like, I was I was reading it up on earlier, and there are things like, well, he hit me with his rings, and then like, here's a picture taken two hours after that supposedly happened, and there's no nothing bruising or anything on her. Face. Yeah, no, he. She's like, I thought my nose was broken, and she was like. This was you the night after you claimed that you thought your nose was broken. Makeup. And, and makeup. And makeup. Yeah. It's all makeup. It's makeup. She's like, you should have seen it without makeup. And she's like, do you have a picture of that? And she's like, I do. She's like, have you submitted it? And she's like, I'd very much like to show it to you. <laughs> okay, then where's the picture, bitch? Then you should have like had if, it submitted. <laughs> like, if you, if you were going through all this abuse and you were going through all these traumatic things and all these horrible things, why weren't you documenting it properly? Why don't you have hospital records of going to the hospital for treatment for this abuse and, you know, these broken noses or limbs or bruises? Why don't you have pictures of all these bruises and terrible, you know, marked markings that he you know gave you like if you're a woman in that position and you're really up against an abuser like that and you're trying to avenge and you have it in the back of your head that you're going to take this fucker to court and sue him for every little penny he's worth you would think you would like be documenting these things to build a case for yourself but she herself is not prepared for this she completely standing on no ground she's just in a free fall state it's also and the fact that she's not prepared but pretending she is if she would have went a route that was like i was too traumatized or blah 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 to get any evidence or this or that like if she well, and that's just the thing her her account of the situations are not compelling whatsoever she is forcing herself to cry her most emotion she had one day where she actually almost fooled me and like looked like she may have had some real emotion 
behind what she was talking about. But if you pay attention to her social cues, her body language, and just, it's still forced, man. It's all so fucking forced. And I don't care if she has RBF or not. She, she ain't, she ain't playing. Johnny came to the table playing fucking poker and she's playing go fish. Yeah, definitely. Have you, what do you, what's your take on the whole cocaine and the napkin bit? I thought you were going to say it's a jar, like the little jar. <laughs> oh, I've got, a, I've got a jar of debt. I've got a jar of debt. <laughs> uh, so I may not be so familiar with the cocaine and the napkin. So in that oh, my, how you missed this. Basically, there's a scene where she like sniffs. Like it's, this, it's the same course of events where she poses for the photographer, I think. Oh, yeah. She like sniffs the, the tissue and then starts mm-hmm. crying. And people yeah. were saying that she did cocaine on the stand. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's done. I'm not seeing so much of that. I I could see something else like cayenne powder or something like that. Maybe yeah, her eyes water up. Yeah, um, you you would see it. She would involuntarily at that point. She was doing coke. She'd be involuntarily just jacked. There'd be a personality Um, change for sure. Yeah, you would. You would definitely. Coke is a stimulant. It doesn't relax you. Okay. Yeah, so, exactly. She the paranoia and the anxiety she yeah, feel. She, yeah. yeah, she would be a, in a completely different state of being. Um, so yeah. Can you imagine uh, that? She's like fake crying, and then she just sniffs, and she's like, "Whoa!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you know the so I'm you know I'm obviously I'm not sold on any of it. I mean, I hate maybe I don't hate, I do hate. So I kind of dislike the fact that I have to take this stance because I am very, um, well, I'm pro not beating women, right? Now I that's am, a hot I, take. I am pro not beating women. I am anti-abuse. I'm just saying, Nick, I can cut that knot right out of there. But she... Knowing people who have been victims of actual abuse, um, from what it sounds like, this bitch has given it as good as she got, if not even worse at times. Um, oh, I'm sure he's done things that are not right, but I bet they were, I don't know, situationally induced. You ever been with someone who's crazy that makes you crazy? i've 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 dipped my toes in that pool um but i i actually am a rather composed individual uh for the most part i I, I, i am human and i have had my moments but never once have i laid my hands on a woman because i got so angry um there's in my opinion yeah did he make a mistake laying, you know, ever slapping her or doing the things he did? Yes, of course. Does he deserve to have his whole career burnt to the ground by this cunt because of that? No, I don't think so. We're all human. We all make mistakes. And he is obviously a flawed human being. I'm not saying Johnny is inherently innocent, but neither is Amber Heard. And her case is standing on no ground. That's exactly how I, yeah. You... You take the words right out of my mouth. So, yeah, that's how, that's where we're at. So, so uh, yeah, um, yeah. How were you ready for the for World War Three to really kick off, Nick? 
when Finn um, and Sweden join it, NATO? It's yeah, it's getting spicy out there. I like how they're holding hands as they apply though. Like we're gonna apply together. Well, you know they should. I think the more countries that come to the table in unison, um, you know, the the better off we are gonna be. Um, I think it's pretty wild that you look at like World War One, World War Two. We're obviously in a in a frame of reference of time. We're pretty close together. Um, and those were pretty horrific wars. I mean, obviously we we've we've discussed World War Two uh, very recently, even, and um, and it's very well documented, even for the the time, the age that it was occurring in. I mean, photography was obviously around, and so was videography, and there is uh, examples of both. But there's also still people alive today from from those wars. Not not very many, but there are still people alive who can, you know, attest to how terrible those wars were. And to think that through even those great wars that literally changed the entire landscape of geopolitics, those countries remained neutral and out of the situation. And then you fast forward, you know, 60 plus years to where we're at now, which is a completely different world than what we were in, to think that those countries are stepping away from that neutrality based on one country invading another country. And I think they're doing it for the right reasons. I think it's a, uh, you know, it's a big middle finger to Russia, for sure. Definitely. Especially with their posturing against it constantly. Yeah, saying, you know, well, fuck you, because they don't want to be in a situation where, you know, neutrality doesn't get you anywhere, especially if you get invaded, because now you don't have have, allies. You you don't have any. I mean, you have partners, right? Right. But you have, you know, Ukraine, as an example, had a lot of partners, but on a on a ally stance of hey if someone attacks you they're attacking me um which is the whole premise of nato article five of the you know nato concord is an attack on one is attack on all and i think that's probably the most compelling buy-in for these countries who are making their bids now after all these years is even though russia is having the most documented failure of modern land combat and the history of humankind, <laughs> um, they are still a threat. Obviously, on a on a global scale, just on being a nuclear power in general. Yeah, their ground forces might suck, but that don't really matter much if they start sending nukes your way. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, might as well go ahead and join the club now, and that way. I think if, the protection starts when you submit your application to. Yeah, and if if you attack, if you start crossing those borders now, then yeah, you have officially launched World War. Because now you're going to have all of Western Europe, America, and even, I, I think Japan and, and South Korea might be NATO. I'm not 100% sure. 
I think Japan is. I don't know about South but, Korea. But um, yeah, now you have them to contend with. And then you also have China on the back burner, right? Everyone's kind of really watching China like really closely right now, and North Korea for that matter. Uh, Kim Jong-un is claiming he's going to do a nuclear missile test when uh, Joe Biden uh, comes to visit South Korea. Can you imagine if North Korea nuked the president? Like, can you imagine? Like, <laughs> like, with, like, I'm more afraid of what we're left with if he dies. I just, how do you respond to that? Like, comically, <clears throat> comically, we, we, we do a full launch. Every single, like, thousand nuclear missile into North Korea. I'm, that I'm... doesn't happen. I'm I feel like Harris. Okay. Okay. How many nukes to wipe out North Korea? Ten, you think? And they're just they're just gone. Well, here's the problem: you get into this territory of okay, you send so many nukes to North Korea. How much of that's going to bleed into South Korea? Who's yeah, an that's, ally? That's, who, that's who is a good who? Point. Who is a legitimate ally of ours? We we are allies with North Korea. Or well, with South Korea. In this situation, they're already irradiated. So what's yeah. a little more? Yeah, that's true. So, you know, um, yeah, things on the on the Eastern Asian front are are really tense. Um, you know, COVID is purportedly Kicking North Korea's ass right pur- now. Purportedly, only just now. You know, North Korea is living in 2020 when the rest of us are. You know, hilarious. We've moved really? on to we've moved on to monkeypox. Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> Did you see South Korea offer them aid and they haven't accepted it yet? Oh, that's because they're, they're just, yeah. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, it's obvious, but like, it's just funny to me. They're like, we can help you, and they're like, no. Now our people are already malnourished. What's a little plague? A starvation yeah. plague? What? It's whatever. Well, you know, during the entire pandemic, Kim Jong Un went dark. Everyone thought was, he died for a while, and, and there was a lot of speculation that. He was dead and or dying or was having some major health issues, maybe had a heart attack. There was a lot of talk of his sister had been seen a lot in public and maybe she was taking on a more, um, you know, a larger role within the inner workings of the government. COVID would have been a great excuse to to take out some world leaders. Like with the CIA, you know what I mean? Yeah, some bad ones at least. Um, you know, I it, on a civilian level, it's it's easy to come out and say, "Fuck Putin, that guy needs removed by any means necessary." But when you're on the tippy top of the ladder, aka Joe Biden, and you're saying a regime change needs to take place in Russia, that that's grounds for war. Okay. Yeah, because I mean that's a clear threat. Yeah, and it's already been made. He's he has come out and said it publicly. He was called out on it, and everyone was kind of like, "Eh, that's a little aggressive there, Joe." Now he's not saying anything that everyone else hasn't been thinking. That's not the problem here. It doesn't, but he doesn't need to come out and say it publicly. Old people and their lack of filters. Yeah. Oh my God! Let's talk about filters for a second with ex-presidents uh, George W. Bush. Oh man, he outed himself he, as a war criminal. He, he gaffed that <laughs> so bad. Apparently, him and Michelle are like buddies. Yeah. Well, Appar- apparently, the like like forty five of the last forty six like like that's not right. 
it's like an absurd amount of presidents are related to one man like i, like I don't share a yeah, yeah i don't like thinking about it but they're all i'm right you're right <laughs> um so but when when old georgie poo he's you know yeah i think he's like 75 or something like that now but not you know not a whole lot has changed since he was president in you know when he said iraq instead of ukraine and then he kind of s- sit there stood there for a second and went hey hey he, d- he became himself his, aware <laughs> did, did, did his classic little chuckle and he was like hey hey yeah. <laughs> I, iraq too <laughs> take it easy you guys you take, guys take, remember we take, did it take, take it easy on me i'm 75 all right um, but what's, you know, he's in the audience is you know, laughing because they're like, oh yeah, that one time in Iraq when we attacked them with no grounds for anything, but except you thought, um, they had weapons of mass. <laughs> and the, you know, a lot of people were getting all like, <sighs> <sighs> because they're like, it's not funny. All the people who died, what he did, what he did. <sighs> I am justice. I am the Dark Knight. I am triggered. <coughs> awesome. Batman voices are they, not uh, good. They hurt my, <laughs> They hurt my throat, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't That's get amazing. To the, I didn't get to the mute button in time. <laughs> we all know what happened. <laughs> um, this is kind of a short episode, but are you ready for for an asshole? What time is it? Twelve fifteen. Yeah, we've been at it for like an hour and a half. Sure. I started my timer late, but I'm at fifty-seven minutes. I figured I started like twenty minutes in, thirty minutes in, something like that. Um, I didn't read this either. It's just short, and it's about uh, a workplace. And you know how I feel about workplaces. That Bad. Yeah. Uh, am I the asshole for not scheduling the new hire's vacation? I'm a manager of a small team in a large company. Each manager does their team schedule. I hired Lacey last week. Lacey told me when she accepted the job, she had already had a non-refundable vacation plan for the end of May. I told her that I did I did schedule and would try to accommodate her. I couldn't accommodate her at all. There's already another team member out. I put up the schedule and was very surprised with an email from Lacey re- regarding her vacation being scheduled. I informed her that we didn't have the flexibility and that she was expected to work. When I went to lunch break, I walked back. I walked by Lacey's desk and was surprised to see it packed. She handed me her lanyard and told me she quit. She said she wasn't losing out on $2,500, that she had already had an offer from the other job that she turned down that promised her vacation was safe. Now I'm, <clears throat> I'm now being called into my boss's office because she quit so fast. But in my experience, if you start a new job, you understand that you are the last for vacations. My fiance says that I'm an idiot and she was telling me, not asking me. TLDR, I didn't get the new girl's vacation requested and she quit. Am I the asshole for not approving it? Um, In my experience? Yes. uh Yes. I would would say so, yeah, too, because like, you, like... That's a very, that is a very, very normal thing to Yeah, I I have something to schedule, yeah. And it's not hard, like... You're onboarding someone new from somewhere else. Obviously, they made the career switch to, for some reason, whether it was to make more money, better themselves, whatever. However, they're a human fucking being, and they take fucking vacations, and they may have had something planned out already. Uh, Or they have a non-refundable, you know what I mean? right. 
And I have transitioned into plenty of jobs where I'm like, hey, listen, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm committed. I'm ready to start. I do. I do have some, you know, stipulations on, you know, some um, concrete dates that I know I need off. Or are you guys going to be able to work that out with me? You know what's happened for in my experience every time? No problem whatsoever. We'll work with you. That's great. Well, I think also they should know. I mean, people like times are different, you know, so you have an old school manager, they're going to have a different mindset. But like, like me, if I, especially for a vacation, I'm telling you, I'm not going to be here. I'm not asking your permission to go and like a situation like that. So like, you should like, you should plan accordingly to that. Yeah. Especially if you do the schedule, you should like, I mean, you should know that oh this person has that time off already so i have to accommodate or no we can't accommodate that you know then don't get the employee or whatever yeah that's complete horseshit my i agree his wife is right he's an idiot what's your you know do a quick work story like a bad boss story i have too many of those that's really funny i have to i I, I have to go do one of these numbers actually so bottle Alrighty, i'm i'm good with ending it Thanks for listening, everybody. You know, we love we love you. Thanks we for do. listening. It's been a good uh, night. It has. Good vibe. And uh, yeah, you all have a beautiful rest of your days whenever you're listening.